Folks, if you haven't yet, do yourselves the favor of going down to the Handlebar right here in Chico at 2070 East 20th Street. Every day of the week from 2 to 6 p.m., they have a happy hour where you get a dollar off any of their wonderful selection of craft beers. Again, that's seven days a week from 2 to 6 p.m., one of our favorite happy hours right here in town. Go check them out, you guys. Again, the Handlebar, 2070 East 20th Street. We promise you will not regret it. Why don't we begin? This is Fresh Hop Cinema. Hello, welcome to Fresh Hop Cinema, a podcast and radio show where we talk about the newest in the world of craft beer and film. My name's Max Minardi. And Johnny Summers. What's up? This week on the show, we're giving you our thoughts on The Blackening. It's a new horror comedy from director Tim Story about a group of black friends who get together for the first time since college at a cabin in the woods for a fun getaway celebrating Juneteenth when they stumble upon a creepy game that they have to play if they hope to make it out alive. But for now, Johnny, tell the listeners what we'll be drinking this week. We're going to be doing two milk stouts from No. Noble Ale Works out of Anaheim, California. Beer number one is called Naughty Sauce. It's a golden milk stout at 5.4%. Beer number two is called Cinnamon Roast Crunch, and I'm ecstatic to try that. Mm-hmm. It is also a golden milk stout IPA. A little bit curveball. I'm sorry there. about the notes, man. I, th- I, you know, I forgot to delete that. That is oh, not correct. It's not. I don't even know what that would be. No, it's just another golden milk okay. stout. Also 5.4%. I'm like Ted Ted Burgundy. You're just going to read it. Ron Burgundy. <laughs> Whatever's little, on the teleprompter. foreshadowing. If you're listening on KZFR 90.1 FM, we hope you're having a terrific Saturday afternoon. On the radio version of our show today, you'll be hearing our episode almost in its entirety, which will include spoilers for The Blackening. So consider this your first of several warnings if you haven't seen the movie yet. That said, those spoilers won't be until about 4.30. On the other hand, you could go see the movie and just listen to the podcast version of our show, which, in addition to our beer reviews and thoughts on the film, includes the always unpredictable Hot and Bothered segment. It's how we end the show each week, by catching up with each other, discussing everything from the latest shows we'd recommend to fun beers we've tried off the air. It's really anyone's guess. To find all that, go search Fresh Hop Cinema on Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Apple Podcastuses, all that sort of thing. Any other major podcast platforms, we're on all of them. We've released new episodes every Friday since 2016, which means it's available to all of you listening on KZFR right now. If you like the show, go take five seconds and leave us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts, and be sure to let us know you did. Text us to brag or with feedback about the show or a particular episode or my attitude at 530-433-0839. Again, that number is 530-433-0839. 839. To hang out with us on social media, search Fresh Hop Cinema on Instagram, Facebook, Letterboxd, or Untapped, or just head over to our website, freshhopcinema.com. Or head over to our other favorite website, Patreon, which is how we, uh, at least part of how we keep this show rolling. It's a way to uh, show appreciation for things that you like. So for example, I support some musicians on Patreon. I give them a dollar a week and they put out cool videos and I can feel good about helping them do that. You you are a musician that is also supported. And yeah, I've got my own Patreon, but the one that we care about today is our podcast Patreon, Mm -hmm. where um, for the cost of like a beer a month, you can uh, get access to bonus content that we record. Um, You can get invites to very exclusive events like the bar hang we have had this week at this point, which was a blast, probably. Um, (laughs) And ultimately, you can just help us keep the the show going. It helps us go to the movies, helps us 
buy awesome beers each week. Um, Keeps the also, content flowing. And most of it goes back into the show. So like putting on those events, we'll buy you beer sometimes. We just had a fun run of stickers made. Johnny's wearing his Fresh Hop Cinema t-shirt that he cut the sleeves. You cut the sleeves or they rolled up? No, I cut them off. Yeah, that's more your style. Mm-hmm. Anyways, lots of perks. Um, and to get to that, you go to patreon.com slash fresh hop cinema. Um, and I think that's all the Patreon business we have. Uh, like I said, we're recording this on a Tuesday. We have our bar hang on a Thursday this week. So I'm assuming everything went great. Um, and so thank you for coming. There was only one fight. Sure. Perfect. And if it doesn't start, if it doesn't happen by the end, we have to start a fight. Yeah. So we're not just going to punch you before we leave. Right. Okay. That is all of the housekeeping we have. I'm going to open this here beer. Johnny, do you recall off the top of your head if we have done Noble Aleworks on the show before? You know, it felt vaguely familiar when we grabbed these beers. Oh, that's where I was at too. But I couldn't place it. So I would lean towards maybe no. I'm going to lean towards no as well. Um, I'm also going to lean towards uh, you describing our first beer, please. Okay. So Naughty Sauce is a golden milk stout. It's 5.4%. It was purchased at Spike's Bottle Shop this week where we got both of our beers from Noble Ale Works. Uh, And from their website, we read, We work together with Portola Coffee Lab for this paradox. It is a stout beer made with oats and milk sugar, coffee instead of roasted grain, and then pumped full of nitrogen in order to add even more creaminess. It's full-bodied, deep, golden in color with smooth and flavorful layers of pecan pie, cinnamon, and cookie dough. And this particular beer, Young Maxwell, has an untapped, unique reviews. You know what that means? It's been reviewed over 20,000 times. Not repeats. Not like one dude who's drank this beer 20,000 times. It's, tw- it's That number's closer to like 35. If that was true. We need to check on him. Yeah, but no, yeah, you're saying that this beer has been reviewed on Untapped, uh, 20,000 separate occasions. It's it's one of the highest rated beers of this style. And, and this style isn't super huge. Like it's only been around since maybe, depending on who you ask, like 2012. Um, we, we can maybe get into the history of this after, depending on how much time we have. But uh, I want to say that the beer we are drinking, this, this naughty sauce came out in 2012. So it's been around for about 11 years. It's been far and away Noble's most uh, popular beer. That's that's them saying that, not just Untapped, not just me. Um, so let's let's start getting into it, man. I um, I also I guess there's one more thing on the can I wanted to read, and it's there might be a little overlap with what you said, but I think they took the time to write this, so I'm gonna read it. Get it. Naughty Sauce is a traditional golden milk stout beer style where the stout like characteristics primarily come from a specialty roasted co- uh, South American coffee that gives more complexity than you would ever expect. The malt character meshes with the coffee to lend notes of fresh chocolate chip cookie. Uh, sorry, chocolate chip cookie dough, uh, to milk chocolate, to luscious cacao, to notes of dark espresso. It's a hearty, stout ride that is full of body, yet finishes surprisingly clean, begging for another sip. Um, so, Johnny, for the um, everybody else that isn't us that can't see what we're drinking and maybe doesn't know um, that Golden Stouts look different, mm-hmm. and maybe is assuming we're drinking like a jet black stout, would you describe how that's not the case? No, if I had to guess looking at this, I would say this was maybe like a hazy IPA or like a sour, maybe like or a, a sour. It has like a, or possibly a Berliner Weiss mm-hmm. type vibe to it. It is not see-through. There's, there's a bit of cloudiness in it. Uh-huh. Light to medium yellow. It doesn't venture into the darker Amber, but it's definitely a, a darker shade of yellow. Agreed. Yep. Uh, I, yeah. Maybe Pilsner, maybe like a, like an unfiltered wheat. Yeah. Ale. Wheat, I was gonna say a wheat beer for yeah. sure. Last thing you would expect. Right. Stout. There's also not a ton of head or anything. Like mine, my glass, and I think yours look pretty similar. There's there's all there's no head. There's almost no bubbles anywhere. Um and for a long time this beer was exclusively uh, poured on nitro and then they canned it. And I wasn't sure when we opened it if it was going to be a nitro can. Think like a Guinness can when you open that. Mm-hmm. Um and it wasn't. And I'm not even convinced that this beer is nitrogenated. Mm-hmm. Um because I've had a sip now and I you have two. Mm-hmm. Let me get your initial thoughts. Well, 
it's it's sweet. That's the first thing I noticed sure. right off the bat. It's yeah. very sweet. Uh, it's kind of nebulous in its style. Like it feels like a sweet ale almost. Mm-hmm. Something like that mixed with, you know, some of the notes of a stout. But then it finishes almost like an IPA in that it just kind of like leaves and there's a little lingering okay. bitterness on your tongue. Um, the aftertaste is there right away. Mm-hmm. Almost mm-hmm. like a stout. Um yeah, a little bit confusing. Totally. Don't think I love it. Okay. That's I that's fair enough. I think off to a good start. Um the, like it is kind of a, a strange concept. Like when you get a beer like this, at least for me, I start to realize how how much my 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 eyes inform my mouth, like my expectations at least. Like you mm-hmm. see this, and, and even though you and I both and we've had milk stouts, gold or golden stouts before, mm-hmm. um, and golden milk stouts, like I know it's not going to taste like what it looks like, but even still, it throws me. Right. I I do like it, and I've only had one drink, so I'm going to go back for more, but I, I just think that it's a fun approach because so often we just get – we see the same stuff, and it's exciting and different mm-hmm. to see to see this. Yeah, because, I mean, stout-wise lately, it seems like it's – oh, it's a stout or a barrel-aged stout with coffee, sure. vanilla, chocolate, coconut. Yeah. Maybe almonds, but mainly those three and just in, in varying combinations. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, yeah, to, to come at it with a bit of an original approach and a different style, obviously, is it's definitely different. It totally is. Um, also, just in terms of making the beer, the, the biggest difference between a golden stout, which, by the way, is not like an officially recognized beer style mm-hmm. um, by any major um, beer recognition places. Um, it can also go by different names. Like sometimes you get white stout or um, I think there's a few. I had a list in front of me, but I have now misplaced it. Golden stout, I've heard. Golden stout, of course. Yeah. Um, sometimes people call them blonde stouts. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it's sort of ambiguous and, and everybody kind of knows what they're talking about. Like we all know that we're talking about the same thing, but there isn't like one unifying thing like IPA. Yeah. It's just something stout, golden or blonde or white or whatever. Um, but the main difference uh, in terms of production is that this doesn't use any roasted malts. And that is what gives a stout a dark color. I think to to be recognized as a stout, I think you have to have an SRM of 40, which is the color of the beer. It's got to be a certain darkness. This is one of the qualifiers. And this does not, obviously. This is, um, like we said, much lighter, a little orangey, kind of mm-hmm. strange looking. Um, but that is the difference. So when you're talking about stouts that have adjuncts like coffee or chocolate, this this type of stout really relies on that because without it, there is none of this roasty quality. Mm-hmm. So when they're describing on the can, like you're gonna get those notes of, um, or or you know where it was roasted with the South American coffee that gives you notes of um, milk chocolate to luscious cacao. That's where you're getting any stout qualities in this beer that we're getting. And I think in this case, there's a lot of that on the nose and less so when you taste it. Have you taken a, a sniff of this thing yet? Oh yeah, it smells very stouty, like mm-hmm. like a very low ABV stout. Mm-hmm. And I think the confusion mostly comes when you taste it because then you get more of the sweetness and um, something that doesn't quite line up with a traditional stout, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the sample size for me of, of golden, this style of, of albino stout sure. nice. is limited, but there is one that stands out and I will give it a shout out. It's uh, the white mocha golden stout from Fieldwork. Is that what that was called? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That beer is fantastic. It's only 5.8%. Yeah. And I used to drink it all the time before I really leaned into knowing I was lactose intolerant. Good, yeah, good for you, man. You're like, I like it, but my body doesn't. I don't I'm know like, why. Drinking. I just, I, you know, the next day you're like, oh, I guess I just drank too much. My stomach's sure. upset. Sure. Nope. What's, I don't know why I'm blanking on this. What's the other brewery in Sacramento that we love that friends have worked at from Chico, moved down, 
uh, it's name any other. Well, there's a few. New Glory. Yes, thank you. Yeah. New Glory did a Golden Stout, um, and I'm gonna look it up real quick because that's one that I wanted to shout out because that's the one that came to mind mm. um, of ones that I've had, and I hope it pops up right away. Yeah, it's called Morchata. Oh yeah. Um, it was it the Horchata? Yeah. Uh, Golden Stout with cinnamon. And yeah. Like... And then they also did Breakfast Hustle, which oh. is another one that I thought was pretty good. Um, but yeah, the sample, the sample sizes that you and I have certainly are not, um, indicative of the entire sample size of golden stouts, but we've had a fair bit. Well, there's such a small percentage of the beer. Totally. Market, so I um, think we'd probably have more than the average consumer. Sure. The, you know, this would have been a fun, well, we can talk about it later when we're not on the radio for time, but, um, could have been a fun separate discussion as a mini episode of like our favorite golden stouts and like go through what we've had. I think that was it. I think we just, that was it. Just those two yep. or three. Yeah. Nailed it. All right. Um, so let's let's talk. Do you have any objective negatives here? Yeah, I don't really like the body. Um, too thin. It's too thin. Okay, and I don't love. It feels overly sweet. Okay, let's start with thinness. What What do you mean too thin? Too thin for your expectations? Too thin? Too thin for how sweet it is. I see. Like it's thin and very sugary. And well, that's true. Yeah, kind of like cereal milk. Well, I feel like if you had that same exact experience on our second beer today, you'd be like, just like cereal. Depending on what cereal. Yeah. Uh, But no, it just, it strikes me as it having some of those, those character notes of a stout, but then the body isn't there to back it up. And also the, the sweetness just feels misbalanced. Like you almost need that roastiness to balance out the sweetness. Okay. So like my question is like, why is this beer made why does this exist well i will tell you is this a, a stout for people that don't like yes stouts? that don't like the bitterness of stouts because yeah. you still get the chocolate like because when you think think of like chocolate coffee beers what do you get you get maybe porters mm-hmm. you get some lighter stouts you get imperial stouts certainly mm-hmm. but all of those have the bitterness of the roasted malt which this does not have a lot of them i mean there's a good chunk of them that have a ton of sweetness that's true not but much but there's sure if it's like super masked you might not get the bitterness but mm-hmm. for the most part a well-balanced stout will have the bitterness from roasted malts. This doesn't have that. And I would say, at least as a jumping off point, that's a reason that somebody might like this. Sure. I, I also quite dig it. Yeah. And I like the bitter stouts too. I think it's good. I've enjoyed it more since I have, in my brain about three minutes ago, divorced it from a comparison to traditional stouts. I, I think it's it's too it's too much of its own style. I think it's too unique to really compare apples to apples. Yeah, that's fair. I just think it's got to be a totally different thing. Yeah, and as a beer, I don't really dig it. Just fair enough. as a beer yeah. in the world, like, yeah, it's fine. Sure. I let me. I'm gonna go back. I'm gonna take a little bit more because um, I my glass ran ran it dry. Um, <laughs> but I'm gonna look for something uh, that I really don't like, and I don't know that there's anything that's like really bothering me about it. But I'm going to try to find something for the sake of conversation. Yeah, I think for me, it's like if I had a choice between this and a stout, like lactose aside, because that is a personal thing with me with beer, but lactose aside, I think if I want those tasting notes, I love stouts so much, I would just gravitate towards a a dark beer. What if if you flip that and what if you had your choice between this and like a really sweet Czech Pilsner? Because I think you could also compare it that way because it has notes of that too. Mm -hmm. And I still think you'd probably pick a better Pilsner than this but yeah but it would be a a more difficult decision because i love pilsners but certain styles of pilsner that get too sweet totally it's just gross i I think this is fun because it plays in a couple different sandbox sandboxes if it wanted to like it could Mm -hmm. do that um there's nothing i don't like about it i mean there's things that aren't amazing Mm -hmm. um 
but there's nothing I'm like, ugh, I don't like that aspect. I think this is a super good beer. I'm I think it's it. it's well made, and I think they accomplished exactly what they were going for. I think so too. Like you know, it's it says a lot that it's been made for 11 years and and has as many reviews as it does. Um, I don't I don't even recall what this is, so I'm gonna look it up one more time. But I do want to know kind of what the general rating on Untapped is after we say our ratings. Um, I already have mine in my head, so I'm gonna look it up now. But Johnny Summers, what are you thinking for Naughty Sauce out of 10? It's like a six one. Okay, yeah, that seems like totally reasonable. Yeah, it's a very acceptable beer. It's super well made. Yeah, um, I'm getting like a weird fruitiness on the end. What kind of fruit? It's hard to say. Like maybe a berry, banana Ooh, type thing. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. And the amount of coffee in this is like distracting. See, I really like that though. Maybe that's the fruitiness too. Although yeah. I think they said it, what is it, it was a South American coffee. I yeah. don't know if you can chalk that up to the fruity parts, but right. Um, okay, you said six point one. Yeah. All right. For me, it's an eight. I think it's like super good. Um, and for what it's worth, and I wrote down my eight before I looked, the average rating on Untapped of those twenty thousand uh, ratings is four point one five out of five, which is bananas. Uh, yeah, I mean it's pretty high. That's no, a lot. That's incredibly high for that many ratings. Yeah. People like it. And yeah. you got to start thinking like maybe it's some hype too at that point. Like it's been around for so long. People are like, you got to try this crazy new style mm-hmm. from this like one of maybe a handful of breweries that even makes it. Right. So there's probably that factor. But uh, I super dig it. Do you have anything else you want to talk about about Naughty Sauce? It's unique and I think it's worth a try. I think it's a fun thing to talk about. Uh, so definitely try it out. You might find that you like golden stouts and you sure. never had before and to have one of this caliber that's easily accessible i think as a beer enthusiast it's uh it's your duty to drink this beer yeah once again you're listening to fresh hop cinema if you have tried naughty sauce and think we got it wrong i know that we obviously got it right get in touch let us know you can leave us a voicemail or if it's easier uh save our number in your phone you can send a text to 530-433-0839 we do love feedback again that number is 530-433-0839 and hey if you like the show, please help us out. Just leave us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. Yeah, man. It only takes a second or two. It's one of the most effective ways to help us get our show in front of new potential listeners. So the more reviews, the better. Incoming is a trailer for The Blackening. If you haven't seen it yet, prepare to be excited. There are no spoilers in our next segment, so don't go anywhere. This little reunion about to crack. We got the whole crew back. Really? A cabin in the woods. Now let's get it all in perspective for all y'all enjoyment. Of you still a slave to the white man? Y'all gonna start calling my wife the white man, all right? Newness is the anthem. Put your hands up that you shoot with. Count your what we do on Juneteenth. Oh, hell no. Where are you going? Look for the fuse box. What kind of house is this? No, no thank you. The blackening? Whoa! Jim Crow Monopoly. Probably runs on racism. Pick a card and save Morgan. What do you mean, save Morgan? (laughs) Refuse to play, and she dies. I think we have to play the game. In your predicament, the black character is always the first to die. I will spare your lives if you sacrifice the person you deem the blackest. The blackest? Nobody should judge anybody in here, bro. You have two minutes to decide. Wait. Y'all can't pick me. I'm gay. Oh, Clifton. Yeah. That can prove I'm not the blackest. Prove it. I've never seen Friday. I voted for Trump. <gasps> what? What? Twice. You oh, my God. Big money, play boy, your time's up. We need a plan. Don't say it. Don't you dare. We, we have to split up. Oh. Your time has run out. It's time to die.
Well, if you're just joining us, you're listening to Fresh Hop Cinema, a show about the worlds of craft beer and film. If you're listening on the radio waves of KZFR at 90.1 FM, you're sadly going to be missing out on some solid gold that's going to be available exclusively to our podcast listeners. So if you'd like to hear the whole episode, go subscribe to Fresh Hop Cinema on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get quality podcasts like this one. It's currently available for your streaming pleasure, so at the end of this, if you're just dying to know what all the hot and bothered fuss is about, please go have a listen. All right, here's the internet synopsis with a couple of peppered in details from me. Seven friends go away for the weekend, only to find themselves trapped in a cabin with a killer who has a vendetta against black people, apparently, faced with a creepy and pretty racist board game. They must pit their street smarts and knowledge against the murderer to stay alive. This is a uh, film directed by Tim Story with a script from Tracy Oliver and Dwayne Perkins, and the film stars as follows. Uh, Grace Byers, Jermaine Fowler, Melvin Gregg, X Mayo, Dwayne Perkins, Antoinette Robertson, Sinqua Walls, Jay Farrow, and Yvonne Orji, which I hope is the way to pronounce that because that makes me happy. It hit theaters on uh, June 16th of 2023. It runs 97 minutes long, just over an hour and a half. Um, to set this up, Johnny, we had talked about two movies this week. It was either this or it was Extraction 2, which came out on Netflix this weekend. I attempted to watch Extraction 2, but I'd maybe had a really long day and I fell asleep during that movie. I don't think it's the movie's fault. Um, so I ended up seeing this as well. I was going to see them both, but you preferred to see this. Mm -hmm. And I, I know that you gave up your Netflix subscription, but if but you, I didn't have a choice, you gave it up willingly. Yeah. If you had the choice between both, would you still have chosen this movie? Pretend you hadn't seen it yet. Cause I actually don't know your thoughts, but pretend you hadn't seen it. Pretend I hadn't seen the blackening. I should have asked you this last week. Which would you have preferred to see if you could have seen either one? Um, still this one. That's what I thought. Okay. Yeah. Um, what, how do you feel about it? Give me your, give me your, you can see it in the notes. Give me your brief thoughts and rating. All right. So I'm a big fan of horror comedies. Okay. And I love the genre. I love, I love the niche of the different subcategories of them as they pertain to different groups of, mm -hmm. of people. I've seen some from, you know, different, different cultures, different subsets of humanity, whatever. Right. Okay. So how I review a movie is I see it. And then the, Great ne start. the next day, I'm almost always driving a lot. Mm -hmm. And I will kind of formulate thoughts and essentially write maybe like a small essay in my head mm -hmm. about the film. This movie was so ridiculously unmemorable. Sure. I had a really hard time even focusing on thinking about the finer points of it today. Fair enough. So, you know, I feel like this movie missed the mark in a lot of ways. A lot of the comedy didn't land... Most of the horror aspect was at fine, but not yeah. not well done. I wouldn't say anything above slightly below average. Uh -huh. um, yeah, the, the story was really just kind of shallow, and it felt like, I don't know, it felt like there was a lot of, of characterization of, yeah. you know, in this movie. And just some broad stroking generalizations. It's, yes. And, like, I would have loved to have almost every single character in this movie a bit more fleshed out and maybe have a bit more mm -hmm. dynamics to them. There was really, I think Duane was the only one that like kind of grabbed attention. And, you know, there was a couple characters that were fleshed out a bit, but a lot of them were just set pieces. And when you have such mm -hmm. a small cast, it felt like uh, we could have done more to, I don't know. I like more background and more, story to elicit more emotion and be more connected with characters. And so I think just as a film, it, it fell short in, in providing that. And also just the laughs weren't there. The horror mm -hmm. wasn't there. I think it just, it was a miss. So it was, it was a miss for me. Out of 10. 
3.2. Great. For me, it's a three. Um, to close the loop, you, you didn't even open a loop technically, but Dwayne, you said being one of the most in, intriguing characters, was also one of the the people that wrote it. Again, that's Dwayne Perkins. <laughs> so he wrote himself interesting. In the movie, he plays Dwayne. He just gave himself his own name. And yeah, I think you're right. I think he's one of the more, um, not even empathetic, but you get the most screen time with that character. Mm-hmm. Um, and we can obviously talk about um, you know character dynamics here in a little bit, but I think it was not good. Mm-hmm. Um, for the, all the reasons you're talking about, there's there's too many people, I think. I think in a 90-minute movie when you have essentially eight main characters that all have interweaving backstories and, like, these are friends from college, essentially, and, like, they're, they're, there's almost no way to do it where everyone's going to have moments that they feel real. So they all do feel like little – like, they each have their roles to play. And most of the time, that's like one or two lines that furthers the plot, kind of. Mm-hmm. Um, the dialogue's really unnatural. It feels uh, it feels like it was written by somebody who's not done a movie before, which is fine. Um, it's just it's just not super thought out. There's a lot of plot holes. The horror is not great. Um, the concept is fun. Mm-hmm. I like the idea of like like. I think one of the posters of the movie I saw in a theater was like the blackening. They can't kill all of us first, mm-hmm. and I was expecting a little bit more wittiness, like a little yeah. bit more like cultural commentary on, on maybe like the role of black people in horror movies. I think that would have been great. There's one question that this board game asks them, which is like name one black character that's made it to the end of a movie. Which I think is great. Like I wish more of that was in here, Yeah, but it just turns into kind of waiting for people to die or not die. And, and there's, you know, some twists that try to be thrown in and it's, it's all just very, um, very amateur feeling and pretty poorly performed and, Nothing super exciting. I think, like we we've talked a little bit this year about how there hasn't been a ton of horror gold that's come out, mm-hmm. and I don't think this changes that certainly in any way. Um, so for yeah, for me it's a it's a three flat. For you it's a three two. Um, certainly not a not a glowing endorsement. Um, let's get into some of the more nitty gritties here while we have some time mm-hmm. before we get into spoilers. Um, can we can we kind of set up who is who and why why. Uh, I think it matters a little bit. Um, like it's these essentially eight friends plus one guy who shows up from college also. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe we start with Dwayne um, and kind of get his relationship to a few other people. Well, we should start with the two where the, that were there first. Okay, there was, sure. Remember there was a couple. Start at the beginning of the movie. I do. Okay, sure. So the movie opens with, um, uh, oh, what's the fellow's name? Um, Jay Farrow, who, who, by the way, is like, I think a stand-up comedian. Mm-hmm. He does like a really good Denzel impression. That's yeah. the only thing I know him from. But he like he's sort of a he's a bigger name than uh, most of the people mm-hmm. in this movie. Um, and then there's one other person in the beginning um, named Morgan, mm-hmm. uh, who is played by Yvonne Orji. And and those those two people are certainly the highest build actors in this film, which they make known. And they are the fr- I'm gonna spoil this. It's pretty early in the movie. They go first. And there's almost like a self-knowing thing where they say to the camera, like, there's always a bunch of people that can't, the, the studio can't afford to pay for the whole movie. And then there's like this awkward pause and the audience is like, oh. And they like looked at each other. Totally. Too. Like yeah. buying the music just like cut out. Yeah. And it's like, okay. And then, so they, they have this Airbnb and then the friends are supposed to join them for the weekend. Um, and that's kind of how the movie kicks off. Mm-hmm. But we as the audience know kind of what happens. Yeah. So there's an arrow through a neck and someone gets dragged away. Yeah. And the super racist board game. Right, right. So that yeah, that's important. That's very important. They walk into a game room and there is a game on a table illuminated in the middle of the room called the Blackening. There is a very offensive looking um, sort of blackface uh, head in the middle of the table that talks through some sort of speaker. It's like, draw a card or die. And they're like, we're not playing this game. And then, of course, they do play the game. Mm-hmm. That's how they die. You don't play the game. Yeah. I guess. So 
that's where we meet our other characters, Dwayne being one of them, um, who is best friends with Allison. Uh, and who else? There's somebody else in that car. Oh, it was Lisa. Uh, yeah, Antoinette Robertson. Mm-hmm. You are correct. Okay. So that's like three of our people, and, and they all show up, and there's different. Did you, I guess, what I want to get to, because we could just list all the characters. Yep. But like, did any of the interpersonal dynamics work better than others for you? There was better. I mean, the interactions between Dwayne and Lisa were probably the most, I don't know, they gave them the most screen time. Sure. So maybe that was the most thought out, fleshed out relationship. Mm -hmm. Um, So that probably worked better. But like the relationship and the the discourse between King and Namdi was just so just cringy. Right. Um, do you want to set it up a little bit? They're like old time bros. Like they clearly both have changed their lives a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, one was like sort of like a gangster dude that like used to carry guns all the time. That was his thing. I guess mm-hmm. it's his only thing. Yeah. And now he's like very Zen. Yeah. And, uh, Namdi was like, like used to be a player and now isn't mm-hmm. is what he says. Yep. That's the whole thing. And there's like one cut scene in the beginning where they're out in a garden talking and they're like, there's no way you've changed, man. And he's like, there's no way you've changed. Like we've both changed. Mm-hmm. Uh, so fine. Great. I wasn't expecting as many kind of stereotypes there did seem to be a few there was like a lot i was hoping that the the characters in this film would have more fleshed out and that's what i'm saying like they can't because there's just not time to develop yeah like, and have a have like four friends right have but the, if, the two that went up and then mm-hmm. four friends but if you have this what appears to be a slasher-esque movie mm-hmm. you need people to kill yeah or you need better writing to to make a, a four person cabin in the woods setting last yes. ninety minutes. Yes, you know I think totally. with with good writing and, and a good plot and balancing in character development with mm-hmm. elements of horror, I think you can accomplish that with less yeah, people. Totally. Um, the there's a lot of talk about identity in this movie and like what it means to be black, and we obviously don't have a lot of. Uh, you know, experience in this category, you and I are both not black. Yep. Um, so it does feel a little bit dumb to be talking about it, but I, I just wanted to say that they don't really commit or stick that landing much. Mm-hmm. Um, which is a bummer. Cause it seems again, like the cultural commentary this movie could have had about anything, um, quickly goes away and turns into kind of a dumb, um, and by dumb, I mean like an unintelligent kind of slasher kind of movie. Yeah. You know, I think a big recurring theme in my head is I wish this movie was smarter. Totally. It had moments of being funny. It had moments of being suspenseful. It had moments of being really smart and having yes. a smart, snappy, mm-hmm. well thought out commentary. Mm-hmm. And in those moments, I was, I thought that movie was at its best, but those yes. moments were far and few between. And, and few and far between. Yep. All of it. Mm-hmm. Love it. Wish Jordan Peele would have directed this. Sure. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it, ha- it it dipped its toes in that in the nope water. Uh, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, with I mean, the social commentary and those little moments of just like. Do you mean like the Get Out water? Yes. Sorry. Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. I, I was thinking Get sure. Out or even or even us, but I yeah. think no. Nope get is Out the furthest specifically. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. It could have gone like I was wanting it to commit to being smart or being witty or being scary. Or that would have been awesome. But it, instead, it did none of them. Well. Well, no, I agree. Um, I don't know. That That's kind of wrapping up my thoughts that I need to say before we spoil stuff. Do you have anything else that uh, needs to be breathed life into before we get into spoilers? Did you have fun watching it? No. Okay. I also saw it at like 11 a.m. Me too. On a, on a Tuesday. On a Monday. Oh, well, you were off yesterday, huh? Yeah. On Juneteenth. Yep. Yeah. And you didn't even enjoy the movie. I know. Um, <laughs> no, it, was ter- it, was, it wasn't terrible, but it was like me and a few other people in the movie. 
Like, I, I don't know, dude. It just, it was pretty arduous yeah. for most of it. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think I have anything really else to touch on before we spoil what uh, what there is to spoil. Sure. All right. Well, once again, as a reminder, you've been listening to Fresh Hop Cinema, possibly on KZFR 90.1 FM. If you have thoughts on anything we've discussed on the show so far today, please do get in touch. Again, you can text or leave us a voicemail at 530-433-0839 or send a good old-fashioned email to fhccast at gmail.com. When we come back, we'll be discussing the blackening with spoilers. So if you haven't seen it yet, consider this your second to last warning. And don't touch that dial. We'll be right back with The Danger Zone. 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 All right. Welcome to The Danger Zone. This is your final warning. We are going to spoil the blackening. If you haven't seen it yet, that's it. Here come spoilers. Uh, do what you will. Um, there's a twist at the end. I think that's where I want to jump to that's sort of the last thing i care to talk about with this yeah i think um, so turns out their weird not even their friend clifton who mm -hmm. from the get as an audience were like he's something's not right here yeah um hired these two redneck dudes who run a gas station to murder his college uh people who according to him ruined his life yeah by calling him not black enough taking his black card, then he drank for the first time, drove, hit somebody, went to jail. I think not their fault. Right. Uh, but he thinks otherwise. He's like, I will I will hire people to murder you, but I'll give you one last chance first. And it turns out you guys didn't change whatever. For a shockingly low amount of money. Yes. That envelope when he opened it, it was like $50? Yeah, it was like 100 bucks per $100? person. Like, wow. Yeah. I do think that Clifton has a pretty good monologue at the end like he he really um i don't think it's a like a, a particularly um subtle performance but he sends it mm -hmm. that last like he's like screaming um it's jermaine fowler by the way who plays clifton um a very cartoonish nerdy guy mm -hmm. there's even a joke where a character accidentally calls him carlton which i think <laughs> is kind of the reference like yeah supposed to be like a nerdy like a kind of like mm -hmm. you know his high-waisted pants and like his glasses and yeah. does something weird with his mouth that makes him i don't even know what that would like why would you do that yeah it looked like he maybe had a stroke like yeah but he didn't like i don't think that was that character's backstory at all yeah so i don't know um i did think that scene was fun mm -hmm. while he was yelling that's mm -hmm. pretty much it yeah um but did that twist uh not at all not a bit right nope this movie is also rated r um for uh pervasive language violence and drug use mm -hmm. I don't think there was quite enough pervasive language to justify getting an R rating. I think uh, if you had dialed it back as the writers, maybe made it a little bit less swearing, um, there's not a whole lot of gore. No. Someone gets shot through the neck, which I think is probably the most brutal scene. Yeah. Uh, he, you know, it's early on, the fellow, uh, Jay Farrow gets shot through the neck, and then mm -hmm. like there's blood gushing down his chest. Mm -hmm. I think that's the most graphic on-screen thing you see. Yeah. There's an off-screen death, where someone's head is smashed with um, a candlestick. Mm -hmm. I think you don't need to fight for an R rating for that. Take some of that back if you need to. Mm -hmm. and if you expand this to a PG-13 audience, better. I think better it would do. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know. It just it seems like a miss in a lot of easily avoidable ways. Yeah, I, I had really high hopes. Oh, did you? I did. I had okay hopes. The, I, didn't, I mean, the trailers, I'm like, oh, that's going to be tremendous. Mm hmm I yeah. thought it might be good. Yeah. That's why I was like, this might be good. That was my entire expectation. Yeah. It it, it was going to either go full intellectual, like horror comedy with social commentary, or uh -huh. it was going to go full satire over the top, like silly. 
And it didn't. It didn't do either. No. And this is the fallout of like Jordan Peele. Yeah. It's like Jordan Peele syndrome. And I'm sure if we did a little research, we could find more movies that sort of dip their toes in social commentary and don't either don't commit to it like this one or don't nail it also like this one. Yeah. Uh, it, there's probably, I mean, it's like Jordan Peele's kind of an anomaly in that sense. Like he's got so much comic history with like Key and Peele and, and all the other writing he's done um, that putting that with his love of horror movies just works because he's got the the experience to back it up. He's got the chops. And I don't think most people do. And most people probably shouldn't try. Yeah. I, I don't want to say that. I think you should try if you're into it, but right. like, don't expect that everything's everything that brands itself as horror comedy or dark satire after like in a post get out world. I don't think our expectations should be super high. Yeah. That's I agree. where I'm at. I agree completely. I think there's a, there's definitely a right way and a wrong way to do it. And maybe like this would have worked better. Like you said, PG 13 or I don't know, re-edit, reevaluate the writing. Like let's, I don't know. It's easy to say this would be better if it was a different movie. You know, I feel like sure. I'm getting into broad sweeping strokes, but I don't know. The the tone was was all over the place, and that's that's a theme that we talk about all the time. Is how it yes theme can really tie a movie together and make mm -hmm. it cohesive, or mm -hmm. it can just destroy a movie, make it unwatchable. Yes. Uh, would you say this movie's unwatchable? No, no. Okay. I've only. I mean, what do you mean? Because I've walked out of one movie. And that was Hellboy. It was Hellboy the Gold? No, it was Hellboy, just Hellboy, right? Yeah, the, the remake, with the Harbor, David Harbor, twenty nine. No, yeah, maybe twenty nineteen. Sounds um, right. And that wasn't even on me. I probably would have stayed, but I was not by myself. So yeah. Somebody else was like, "We got it. This is not." Yeah. We got go. So no, it's not unwatchable. Though, if I didn't have the commitment of needing to watch it to talk to you about it, I probably wouldn't have gone to see it mm. without some glowing endorsement. Which, um, but you know, it has like an eighty percent or higher on Rotten Tomatoes of freshness. Yeah. Which I think is too high. Um, also, for a little bit of context, it kind of opened against The Flash, mm -hmm. which we haven't seen. There's um, a bunch of stuff out right now. There is. Like like Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse is still in theaters. Elemental. What? Oh, yeah. That new Pixar film mm -hmm. is out. I, we should have seen that. <laughs> um, Transformers is still out, which if you don't know our thoughts, you can listen to last week's episode. Um, we didn't like it, but it is a huge franchise. And and then also The Little Mermaid is out. Yeah. And those are all movies that are doing better than this. And a little um, movie called Fast X. Fast X is still kicking. So is Guardians 3. Um, like, it's just, for some context, to date, like, The Flash, 61 million. Um, Elementals made 34, almost 35 million. And The Blackening is sitting just, uh, just above 7 million. Mm. Like, no one's really seen it. Maybe that explains the high ratings on Rotten Tomatoes. It's small sample size. Yeah. Um, it is the golden stout of movies, in a sense. There you go. Though golden stouts are better than this. I think. It's fair. Great. Um, Johnny Summers, any, I know we're flying through danger zone here, but I don't know that we have much else to talk about. I know that you're excited for a second beer. Yeah, I'm hard pressed, man. I don't really want to just rag on this movie. I think yeah. critically I've said what I've had to say. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, any subset of people that you think would like this? Like people that don't see movies, I guess. And they're like, what moving picture? I think there there is a subset of people maybe that don't dip their toes into the horror genre, horror comedy genre per se, that um, are here for the representation. And sure, you know, I think representation is important. And I think if you've never seen an all black cast of a horror movie and you're, you know, a black person, this movie might mean more to you. I don't know. Yeah, man. Like maybe there's a tie in also for what we talked about last week with Transformers which is like there is a place for movies that aren't terribly complex 
like Transformers, and we talked about the difference between Transformers Rise of the Beasts and Fast X. Mm -hmm. And I believe when we talked about Fast X, we concluded that that franchise is made for like 17-year-old probably guys, at least in the beginning. Mm -hmm. That's gotten better at that, the franchise has. But like 17-year-olds, like 15 to 19-year-old kids. So they're still marketing to the same audience that's just aged. Right. Yeah. But, but and uh, Transformers is made for like, I would say like eight to 12. Mm-hmm. If there is an age range for this, I think it's younger kids, like what you're talking about, people that haven't been exposed to a ton of cinema, maybe this is their first time seeing anything like this. Then at least that's good. They can see something like this with a full cast of people that look like them. Awesome. Yeah. And that hasn't always been the case in, totally. in lots of different um, types of people, people groups. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know, but that's like maybe the only silver lining to this right. that, that I can find. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. Um, let's turn our side. Oh, no, I have one more thing. There Bring was it. a horror trailer before this movie. Oh, okay. And this is also piggybacking off of the fact that there hasn't been a ton of great horror this movie. Horror this year. Mm-hmm. Um, film called uh, Talk to Me. Yes. Did you see this trailer? Oh, I've seen I'm That movie's so on my I radar. I was going to text you. I was going to be like, how high up on your list is this movie for, for your excitement? Um, and I would guess pretty high. Out of 10, it's like an eight. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, A24 horror, let's go. So yeah, that is that is the gist. It's um, it's oh man. So I guess technically it's been released. Um, it it came out um, uh, or screened rather, um, at where did it go? I just lost it. Um, on October thirtieth, uh, twenty twenty two, and it's hitting theaters next month on July twenty seventh, and and it's an A twenty four produced horror movie, um, directed by Danny and Michael Philippou, and it's their directorial debut, which is so. No pun intended, scary, because it might be terrible. Mm-hmm. But it's a movie about like a possessed hand, whatever. Yeah. And like the kids it's a statue. It appears that it's like a joke. The kids are like, hey, it's like a Ouija board. Like kids are like, it's not really a Ouija board. And then in movies, the Ouija board is real. People freak out. Mm-hmm. But the thing about this movie is they know that it's real. And it's like a weird Reddit culture kids filming other kids getting possessed, and then they take it too far, is what the trailer makes it look like. Mm-hmm. And it looks terrifying. Yeah. Um, both cause, cause of like that, I, that concept is new and also the visuals look super scary. I'm, I'm terrified by this movie. I think it's going to be really good and I don't want to see it until maybe ever, but either you have to see it with me or you have to watch and say, no, this is something new. It's not just going to scare you to death. Or we can just, you might just need to watch it with me. I will. That's what I'm saying. I will go with you to, you know, hold my hand because I, I, it looks really, really scary. I mean, this came out in 2022. It screened in 2022, but it's not it's not available. That's crazy. Um, so I, I don't know, man. I'm 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 very apprehensive, but excited for that film. I'm gonna make you watch it with me. I think it was also, by the way, I think it um that was like a, it was like a screening preview at the Adelaide Film Festival. That was the October 30, um, and then it looks like it sold to a bunch of different international distributors because it's an Australian film um, at Cannes 2022. So A24 bought it presumably for uh, the States, but I'm not sure. All right. Well, we're going to have to keep our eyes peeled for that one for sure. Yeah. Um, anyways, that's, that was just to, to close the loop on horror and movies because we're moving into beer number two. Um, I do have to get it out of our podcast wine beer cellar extravaganza room. So are you, uh, you good to move towards beer number two, sir? I am. All right. We'll be right back. All right, beer number two is in front of us. It is called Cinnamon Roast Crunch. Again, Noble Ale Works out of, I don't think we said this yet, out of Anaheim. I said it. You did. Several times. Good. Uh, It's also a golden milk stout. It's 5.4%, just like our first beer, um, Mm -hmm. because uh, it is the first beer with 
Saigon Cinnamon. I'm not even going to bother to read the rest of that description. It's literally the same beer. It's the same beer. It's it's We're basically doing the thing that we've talked about with IPAs, where we want to try the dry hopped version and the original version. And Which, we just had the original, and yeah. now we're trying the cinnamon dry hopped. That's not what happened here. Maybe it is. I doubt it. I don't think those things can happen. Um, as a reminder, the original beer, Naughty Sauce, um, had roughly 20,000 unique reviews on Untapped. This beer, Naughty Sauce Cinnamon Roast Crunch version, has about 4,300, much more limited, um, and maybe for good reason. I don't know. We haven't tried it yet. Let's talk about the can, though, because it is the reason that you and I both saw it at Spikes. Mm-hmm. The um, the front's fine. It says Naughty Sauce in that fun, um, scripty kind of uh, lettering that the mm-hmm. first one did. Got a little crown above it. If you rotate it around, there is a dangerously close to being sued for copyright reasons uh, label that says Cinnamon Roast Crunch. And there's a description, but um, it's basically just like, now you can have alcohol and cereal at the same time. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. Um, like we said, this has Saigon Cinnamon. I don't know what that is. I know what cinnamon is. Johnny, what uh, do you know? What is what is Saigon Cinnamon? It's a different kind of cinnamon. There are two varietals of cinnamon. I see. That is one of the two most prominent uh, Saigon cinnamon is actually known for its stronger, almost spicy quality. It's used a lot in cooking. Higher oil content. Higher oil content. So okay. you get a little bit more bang for the buck. Okay, well, that makes sense if you're brewing it in beer because it'll be diluted. So you kind of want a strong, concentrated cinnamon taste. What I need to know first, and probably only, is does this taste a lot stronger um, cinnamon-wise? Is there like a very recognizable cinnamon taste here? Oh, yeah. Okay. You smell it, you taste it, it's great. There. Okay, go from there, because I'm going to try it now. Is it you, you take it away. Okay. So, yeah, knowing that it's the first beer with just cinnamon added, unfortunately, that's all it really tastes like. Um, the fact that they branded this so, so closely to Cinnamon Toast Crunch yeah. feels like a bit of heresy, in my, my, my opinion. That is top five well, all-time cereals. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Oh, that I mean, that'd be a great list right there that we could do on a bonus episode. Cinnamon Toast Crunch, so far up there. What's the slogan? Oh. Are you serious, I dude? I don't know. Write us in. I you don't know the slogan? For the I haven't seen a Cinnamon Toast Crunch commercial since I was like eight. Maybe if I say it, it'll trigger it in your memory. So spoon sounds. Here, this is the sound of the commercial. Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Magically The delicious. taste you can see. Oh, yeah. Yeah? I think that's what it is. You that, don't even know for sure. Well, that's what it sounds like. I'm pretty sure that's what it is. Like my brain just, when you said Cinnamon Toast Crunch, my brain went, the taste you can see. Because hmm. like, right? Because then like, I think when you pour milk, like the the swirly swirls showed up. Can you find out? All right, I'm going to Google this. <laughs> um, but I'm pretty sure unless it was like some other like hidden message cereal where it was dairy induced and when you poured the milk, it, you know, showed up. Uh, I just reserved, uh, Googled Cinnamon Toast Crunch uh-huh. slogan. Sure. Uh, I don't know if that's going to get it. Crispy, you. sweetened, whole wheat and rice <laughs> cereal. Terrible slogan. <laughs> uh, let me try it. I'll, I'm going to find it. Um, the point yep, is. You're right. Starting is, in right? 1995, it was given the slogan, the taste you can see. Because, oh, you know what it was? It's not that it was like had to be revealed with milk. It's that the cinnamon strips ran through yeah. the squares. They changed it in 07. To what? It's that intense. That's the new slogan. Cinnamon Toast Crunch, it's that well, intense. we need to get on they put the- put uh, Vietnamese cinnamon in it? We need to get on the, the, the uh, what is this? A snack- Encyclopedia.fandom.com. Save that. That's going to be a great reference. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Apparently, they, they've they've had a couple slogans. That one's worse. Yeah, by a lot. Why change it? You know, I think they changed it back. Well, that would be better if they yeah. did. So yeah, it, just the yeah. fact that this doesn't 
like nail it? It does not nail it. it Though it's closer to Cinnamon Toast Crunch than the first one. You like, could have called this a churro stout. You could have called it an and I would, cinnamon vanilla kind of. I would have. If you branded this as churro, I'm all in. I'm not. I mean. It's not sweet enough. It's also not gooey enough. Yeah. I'm not sure how you taste gooey, but I know this one doesn't. Well, you, you want me to answer that? Nope. Okay. So it's good is is what I'm going to eventually say about this. I enjoy it. More or less than the first one. Much more. Much more, right? It's this way is better a superior than the first. beer. It just, like, why I, would they keep making the first one? Well, I don't know. I feel like Saigon Cinnamon's expensive. By the way, I, I keep interchangeably saying Saigon Cinnamon, Vietnamese Cinnamon. Maybe you don't know. Saigon in Vietnam. Mm-hmm. Great. It's probably more expensive to manufacture because, as we know, it is a more rare version of um, Ceylon Cinnamon, mm-hmm. or as we say, Cinnamon. Yeah. Dude, this know. beer is still too thin. It finishes like watery and kind of just goes away. It's lacking body. It's it reminds me of like a sweet cinnamon pilsner. That's weird, but you're correct. Um, or oh man, it also reminds me of something, but not that. Like, but something that works with that thin body. Um, I'll think of it. It's okay. Like it is kind of a strange. That is the one thing working against it is that it has these robust flavors that does demand more of a body than the first one did. I was okay with the thinness of the first one because it felt like a nice, easy drinking beer. And this one feels, it feels lacking. Yeah. Um, and this one's better and I'm going to rate it worse. Oh, are you really? Oh yeah. Yeah. I guess that's probably fair, but you're more of a mouthfeel guy than a flavor guy if you had to pick. And also I'm a give what you advertise to me guy. Yes, you are. In the world that we live in, I've had stouts that are like joyous almonds that are supposed to be an almond joy stout. Sure. Tastes exactly like biting mm. into an Almond Joy bar. Yeah. Like the bar has been set to replicate flavors and implement them in beer. Yeah. And the fact that this isn't even close bums me out, loses some points, loses like three points, I think, just right off the top. Done. Three points off the top. Yep. And you're going from, you're going to go lower than your first beer. So we know for sure this cannot be higher than a 3.1 for you because your first beer was 6.1. Yeah. You've taken away three. Mm-hmm. And that's the best it can possibly be, mm-hmm. which I'm not even sure you're going to give it. Yeah. Um, I, it's okay for me. I like it. I, it's, you know, um, I'm going to check freshness on this. Uh, no, I'm not. It's not on the can. No, I don't think it matters with the, the stout style. It's yeah, that's true. I, don't know. I still wanted to know. Yeah. Oh wait, didn't we say it was on the side? Did we? I don't, that might've been the different beers. It could have been last week. Yeah. Or, or next week. Cause we have those beers also. Oh, I don't know. Does it's it, okay, dude. Yeah. I don't, um, I don't love it. Not I like all. it more than you, or I will at least rate it higher than you will. Mm-hmm. Cause I know my ratings higher than 3.1. Yep. Um, give me like one thing you really love about it. The smell. It smells great. It smells fantastic. It smells terrific. It smells like if I could get a candle that smelled like that from my house, I would light it. Yeah. It really smells like horchata. Sure. Yeah. See, oh, that's maybe better instead of a churro, like an horchata stout. Yeah. That'd be a good, well, that's the one that, that, um. Or, yeah, they've been New done. Glory did, the, the horchata. Yep. Right? That's that was great. Pretty good. Yeah. And that lends itself to this body. Yes, I agree. I don't know. Yeah, Hortada's not as thick as milk, no. obviously. It's it's rice water, essentially. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure that's rice the, the rice term for that. The right term for that. Um, but it is kind of what Hortada is. Yeah. It's like rice yeah. water. There's a little bit of milk in it. Yeah. It's, it's, but yeah, not the way I make it. No. Do you just do nothing? Oat milk? Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, all right, man. Let's go out of town on this thing. And then I have an idea. 2.7. Ugh. That's so bad. Um, all right. Can you fill a moment of time so I can take one more drink and come up with my radio? Yeah. It's a 2.7 because it's a straight-up bait-and-switch. It does not provide the flavors that it promises on the can. Uh, texturally, it's just not appealing. 
there's so much about this I don't like. Uh, they tease me with cinnamon, but then don't follow through with a recipe that comes close to Cinnamon Toast Crunch or even a good, like, golden stout. Like, I've had, you know, the morchata. There's examples of of a stout, a golden stout with cinnamon in it. Yes. And it has been far better than this. Agreed. So for all of the above reasons, uh, not a fan at all. All right. I enjoy it. I'm going to have a little more. It's absolutely not great. It's a four for me, like just below average. Like it's still enjoyable. It's a gimmick. It's a gimmick. I like the can. I think yeah. it's fun. Um, I've been staring at it in the fridge for about a week. Uh, I think it's been a nice topic of conversation. We got to revisit a 90s cereal that apparently is still around. When's the last time you had Cinnamon Toast Crunch? Within the last six months. Have you really? Oh, yeah. Can you give me like a couple? Of, you said it's in your top five. Like what are a couple other cereals in your top five? Uh, Smacks. I was gonna guess Golden Smacks for you, dude. dude I told you. I those are such it. a poor kid white trash. They're favorite just puffs cereal. of corn. I think they are so good. Sure. Uh, Waffle Crisp. Waffle Crisp. Yeah, it was it had a short run. I okay. think you can still get it, but it was Imagine Honeycomb, but just with a metric f- ton of maple syrup. That is a lot of maple syrup. It's so good. Okay, I will tell you a couple of my favorite cereals right after this fun sound. We're doing a, a thing real quick. Okay, Johnny, what am I doing? So you just went to your refrigerator. I think I might have skewed this ratio wrong. Yeah. (laughs) And you got uh, a half gallon of of whole milk. Yeah. And you poured a good- I poured too much. Solid amount of milk into your glass and then topped it with- The beer. The beer. This glass is maybe, what do we say, five ounces? Five ounce tasters. I put at least an ounce of this milk. Maybe more. I was thinking two. I was, yeah. Well, the thought, obviously the thought was- I will try to make it more like the thing it's advertising to be. Right. I'm going to have a sip. Um, okay. Does it look normal to you? Does it look, it looks kind of like, it looks like gross milk. Yeah. It looks like gross milk. Um, can confirm? Actually, I don't know, man. It might be better. It might be a little better. There's a creaminess that wasn't there. Yeah. Honeycomb. Okay. Reese's Puffs. Reese's Puffs were up there for me too. Good ones. If we're doing a draft, we can't pick the same one. If you go Reese's Puff, yeah. I'm going Cocoa Puffs. Oh, I don't Im- like Coco immediately. Puffs. Yeah, not for yeah. me. Um, Lucky Charms, probably peanut butter Captain Crunch. Oh, I forgot about Captain Captain Crunch Berries. Probably is a yeah. good one too. There's probably a lot of craft beers that emulate, like especially sour beers that try to do that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. I think one. I've had one that actually had Captain Crunch in it. What are your thoughts on Fruity Pebbles? I like them as Rice Krispie treats. Yeah, one hundred percent more than as cereal. Uh, that mean okay. I don't. I'm not great at math, but that means you don't. Because it's only a hundred. You double. That's the is only it double. That's the only way I would consume them. I don't like okay. them as cereal. So zero percent of cereal, hundred percent. Yep. Okay. That's those things' purpose in life. What about Rice Krispies? Period. They need churching up. You got to put some sugar. You got to put something in there. Okay. Let me. Okay. Can I swing the other way? Speaking of sugar added cereals, what about grape nuts? Love grape nuts. Sugar. Uh, usually sugar. Sometimes a little honey. I also oh. love them warm. One of my favorite treats in the world is is a microwaved bowl of grape right. nuts. Don't call dog food a treat. That it, sounds no, disgusting. Dude. I mean, it gets a real oatmeal vibe to it. Just make oatmeal, dude. It's better than oatmeal. No, because it's, so it's oatmeal that hurts your teeth when you bite it. Breaks no, your little they, they all get soft. That's the thing. You warm it up, it absorbs the milk. I don't know how people eat. I mean, I like grape nuts too, but it's like a chore. Oh, that's so I feel good. Like, I feel like when I ate grape nuts as a kid, it was my mom saying, if you live a life of crime, you're going to be breaking rocks with your teeth, and this is what it'll feel like. Right. It hurts, man. Yeah. Grape nuts are – what are you, what are even are those? It's little uh, barley, like chunks of barley. Why are they barley. called grape nuts? I don't know. 
So maybe if you think it's like related to a fruit somehow. There's no grapes. There's no nuts. I know. <laughs> they call grape nuts. They're not great nuts. They're not grape nuts. No. Which hurts your mouth more, Captain Crunch or grape nuts? I don't mind Captain Crunch. I'll, I'll crunch that all day, Captain. Dude, it's like a cheese grater. It's to fine. the top of your mouth. Uh, you know, it does hurt my mouth. I don't even know. I can't think of it, but there's something that really tears up my mouth. Oh, it might be Funyuns, dude. Funyuns rip my palate yep. up. They're kind of the same texture. Yeah. It's like that, it's like that um, sharp, brittle kind of puff chip texture. Yeah. They're definitely the same texture as as Cap'n Crunch. Takis, but that's for a different reason. They just burn my mouth. They're so painful. Yeah. And the little cuts you get, they're just filled with lava. Yeah, we're getting off track. <laughs> no. So yeah, cereals, man, as they relate to beer or life, man, cereal's just good. Also, probably a sleeper pick for me, just an everyday reliable workhorse is okay. Honey Nut Cheerios. I think Cheerios are okay. I, no, if I'm the going- Honey Nut. Sure, sorry. Honey Nut Cheerios. I think they're fine. If I'm going to go for an everyday cereal that I think has some health benefits, or at least I've been suckered into advertising, I go Raisin Bran. Dude. I love day. Raisin Bran. I love Raisin The extra raisins? Have you ever had the Raisin Bran Crunch? Big fan. It's okay. I like, I like, um, ha, 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 honey, honey, honey crunch, honey oat crunch. Oh, yeah. Honey nut oat crunchios. Yeah. What is the cereal I'm trying to say? Honey bunches of oats. Honey bunches of oats. I like that stuff. Yeah. They got those little crispy ones, the little almond flakes. Yes. Almond flakes, depending on where you live. Make the milk taste so good. That would be an awesome milk stout. Right. Golden milk stout. Just almond. Like you could just a little amaretto, little. Oh. Say uh, less. Yeah. Keep saying more. I actually really yeah, like dude. it. That'd be great. We should make up. I'll bring over some oat milk, some amaretto. Okay. We should make like a shot that just oh. tastes like okay. cinnamon toast sure. crunch milk. That seems like something that's at a dive bar. Like a, a variation on a white Russian. Man, I mean, you that are be, speaking my language. That'd that's be great. so good. That'd be so good. Okay, really quick, so we got a couple minutes for radio listeners, and this is what I do sometimes to give us a little time. Give me like overall vibes on this beer. Out of give me an out of out of thirty. Give me the vibes out of thirty on this can. Are we talking about the liquid? Or are we talking about the can? We're talking about how the liquid looks and how the can looks. Oh, the liquid looks like a like a miss. Brewed, but look at mine. Lager, yours just—it's curdling now. It is. I told you it would curdle. And it's I, curdling. Oh yeah. So, but not mine. Yeah. That makes right. me nauseous to look at. So that vibe is not good. The original vibe. Uh, the original vibe was fine. It wasn't anything. Oh my god, you're gonna get yourself sick, dude. Stay focused. You're drinking curdled milk Focus. right in front of me. It's foul. Ugh, disgusting vibes. Uh, dude, the can's radical, straight up. Like the one word to describe the can, like radical. It's, it's. Just got great colors. It's that kind of like. What do you mean, great colors? Because nobody can see. Well, it's a white can, big giant pink cursive letters, and then just I think I don't remember the Captain Crunch box. It doesn't have that. I don't know why it would. It's not even the same cereal. I'm sorry, Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Got it. No, it's got kind of like uh, Eddie Van Halen guitars type vibe. Very Jackson 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 Pollock Pollock, splatter esque, but the colors of Cinnamon Toast Crunch. No, the can is super sexy. It it screams like '90s, early 2000s Saturday sure. morning. Okay, drinking beer, watching cartoons. Okay, vibes out of thirty. What? what I'm, I don't know. What? Come on, give it to me. Out of thirty of just yep, just the vibes. I don't know. The can's got a great vibe. Totally does. The can's got like a 24 vibe. Great. Okay, let's talk redrinkability. We bought this at Spikes right here in town. Mm-hmm. It what we can't say how much right now on the radio, but it was fairly affordable. It's a pint can. Yeah, decently affordable. Easily accessible. Mm-hmm. Do you want to drink this? I would again? rather drink a 16-ounce can of Mickey's. Sure. Okay. So I need your redrinkability. Zero. Out of 49. Zero. Zero? Zero. That can't be right. It's zero. Right. I would rather not drink a beer. 
Oh, all right. Well, for me, it's like out of 49, it's like a 13. No, it's a zero. All right. Well, once again, out of 49, once again, you've been listening to Fresh Hop Cinema, possibly on KZFR 90.1 FM. To recap, both of our beers this week uh, are from Noble Ale Works uh, out of Anaheim and are currently available at Spike's Bottle Shop right here in Chico. And the Blackening, if you are interested in seeing it, is currently screening in wide release. If you have feedback on anything we've discussed today, including your favorite breakfast cereals, you can call or leave us a voicemail or text us at 530-433-0839. Again, and take this down. That number is 530-433-0839. Or feel free to send us a good old-fashioned email to fhccast at gmail.com. Next week on the show, we're covering the latest Wes Anderson film, Asteroid City, which hits theaters this weekend. So stoked for that. And so stoked to hear all of your favorite breakfast cereals in our text messages. I love that. That's if there was gr- that's the conversation to text about. If there was one reason we got a cell phone number for this show, it's that. Yep. So here we go. Uh, next week on the show, our beers are from Creative Creature Brewing out of El Cajon, California. And they're really weird ones. You thought we couldn't get weirder. No, it's kind of next week's gonna be weird. Yeah. One is a Star Wars and Thai inspired beverage called Cha Ma Noa. And the other is technically not a beer, but a hard seltzer called Flavor Flow. Uh, you'll see when we do it why we picked it up. They're gr- yeah. It's the first seltzer that snuck its way actually onto the airwaves. But great vibes, dude. Great vibes. 79 out of 79 on vibes. 64 out of 95, <laughs> 100%. Yeah. Anyways. Uh, yeah, you're going to want to tune into that. We yeah. picked both of them up at Spike's Bottle Shop, and you can too if you want to drink along with us. As a reminder to our radio listeners, if you want to hear the rest of today's conversation, which includes the always unpredictable, hot, and bothered, uh, or if you want to go digging through six-plus years' worth of episodes dating back to 2016, head over to your favorite podcast app and subscribe to Fresh Hop Cinema. And I believe all the episodes on the Apple Podcast and all the platform formats are not censored. Uh, that is kind of true, but kind of not. We can talk more about that in Hot and Bothered if you want. But for now, we'll be back on the radio waves of KZFR next Saturday at 4 p.m. So until then, consume some films and beers that broaden your horizons. And if you enjoyed the show, you can leave a tip at kzfr.org. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. And to those of you currently heading to the beach or maybe just cleaning your house and listening in podcast form, we'll be right back with Hot and Bothered. Welcome to Hot and Bothered, the portion of the podcast where Johnny and I um, sometimes try to uh, cater to the listeners, but sometimes we just want to catch up with each other because lives get busy. Sometimes I want to cater to myself. Sure. Uh, what I was going for is that you cater to me, I cater to you, but you can play oh, yeah, that too. solipsistically if you'd like. That too. Um, Johnny, I have one thing this week. You have two. Yeah. Do you want to sandwich me and go first? Um, sure. Great. So... Saturday, I had the best Saturday that I've had in probably six months. Why? Um, and it was because I have been making some personal changes and setting some personal professional boundaries and mm-hmm. kind of just reevaluating some priorities. Sure. And it was the first Friday in maybe six months that I didn't get blacked out drunk. Oh, good for you, man. Yeah. That's got to be nice. It felt good. Yeah. And I woke up Saturday morning and I'm like, why the fuck do I have so much energy? I know. I want to do stuff. I'm tackling projects around the house. I know. And, you know, it, it was a lot of um, kind of just coping through very unhealthy ways. And, yep. Um, and it wasn't by any choice of my own. The drinking it, part? No, it was the, the, uh, the not drinking. It wasn't oh, like I, I set out to not get fucked up on that Friday. It was more just like... I was in such a better headspace organically mm. through better mm-hmm. decision making throughout the week and better boundaries and just 
a, a shifting of the priorities and really just reserving mental energy for myself and my home life and what's important that like it was just a natural byproduct to you know oh my god i was just happy on friday night there was nothing great. to escape so that felt like a personal victory and yeah. had a really great saturday what is the is there is there a lesson in that friday night uh yeah what is it don't set yourself up with a life that you don't need to escape from on fridays that's a good that's a good one what i i would overlap some of my life sometimes with the takeaway of when I don't either intentionally or accidentally drink too much, I end up feeling better. So when I go through, I learned this about a year and a half ago at a particularly rough time in my life. Uh, I learned that I don't drink when I'm sad mm. or upset or stressed. You don't or you shouldn't? I stopped. Okay. I got to a point where I realized it was causing a lot of problems. It was making the bad things and the sad things worse and mm. sadder. Mm -hmm. So I realized this does not work for me. And I think that's a really important thing to check in with your own self as yeah. an individual. Like um, long-term, nobody's touting the benefits of alcohol, no. certainly in coping with mental health stuff. Mm -hmm. um, and I, we obviously drink as a regular part of this program. Yeah. Um, so I think it's nice every now and again, like like last year we did, um, I know we both did like a sober January thing or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, we had a lot of good stuff on Patreon when we did like non-alcoholic beer reviews and there was conversation in between the beer reviews about how great we were feeling. Right. Um, and for me, that was the time in life where I was dealing with a lot of stuff that was really tough to deal with. Mm -hmm. And that's why I stopped drinking. Um, and it's a really great short-term Band-Aid to drink through shitty stuff. Yeah. And I've always been a person, like, I never get sad when I drink. No. Like, I'm really right. lucky in that or unlucky. I don't know. But there's definitely the type of person and the type of body chemistry that, yeah. like, alcohol is a depressant. Yeah. And I've read stuff that says like, oh, there's like 5% of the world that like your body's wired and like alcohol triggers serotonin. And I don't know if that's sure. true at all. It's, sure. it's total bro science. But like my Friday night is usually drink to enhance feeling good or feel better. Um, yes. And I felt so good. I just didn't feel like I needed to feel better. I felt good enough. That's like transcending to the next level, dude. I like feeling good enough. That shit's pretty cool, man. Um, I, I think, by the way, just to just to – really quickly, people throw out the phrase like alcohol is a depressant um, to to reflect it makes you depressed, right. which is not what that means. When when like using it in the clinical sense, alcohol is a depressant. It's more about how it affects your body, not your mood. Mm. Like it, it, it's a depressant in, in the medical sense of like how it affects your organs and your blood flow and your heart <laughs> and all that stuff, though it does often coincide with depression. Yeah, doesn't so help it's, it. It's, it's, no, not yeah. at all. Um, but I'm glad. I'm glad you uh, had a great night, a great morning. Yeah, it was dope. Lovely. Yeah, great Saturday. Good, man. Um, I had a great week also for different reasons, and I don't even know how else to segue this, so I'll just say, here's a great thing I did. Um, I've touted many a time the VR headset I got, my MetaQuest. Yeah. I looked up like fantasy games on that, and I came across a game called Blade and Sorcery. Sounds fun already. You've got no idea. So it was put out in 20, uh, 2018 um, by a studio called Warp Frog, and it's what they call a sandbox fantasy combat game. It's also in production to, to expand, to be more like a, a multiplayer. Yes. But for now, it's essentially you you go in and you you create a character, and you do all the attributes like you would in a game like Skyrim or Elden Ring or any of that kind of stuff. I think Elden Ring. Does they do that in that yeah. game? Yeah. And you have attributes and skills 
um, and in, in the sandbox version, you can, it's all like very, like, it's like broken, like broken in the sense of like, like, um, like cheat codes are available. You can be like, I want ultimate, like unlimited magic, like invincibility, whatever. Like I want to fly. It's all just in development. So like try out all the features. So you basically have your character, right? You're you, and you start off in this, you get a tutorial, but after the tutorial, you start in this little house by the ocean and there's like a big old book and you can pick through swords and daggers and bows and stabs and like armor and things. And you click it and it spawns and you put it in your back sheath or your other sheath or on your hip or your other hip. And then you go out and you fight bots and there's like gladiators, mages, um, pirates, bandits, whatever. And you have all these different abilities. Like you can shoot lightning out of your hands with your with your mage skills. You can call I man, I downloaded Stormbreaker from Thor 2 or, or the Avengers movie. So you can spawn that weapon and then you have the ability to like reach out with your hand and then your controller detects which way you're looking. So like a little indicator will come up above the weapon. You can pull it to your hand. Can you imagine doing that with Thor's weapon? That's it so was cool. awesome. That's a real moment. And you go fight. And the other cool thing about VR is that it like gets you a bit of a workout. So right. like I was doing it for like 30 minutes or 40 minutes and it's like ducking and moving and spinning. And like I was kind of getting nauseous, but it was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> it was like yes. I drank curdled milk. But it was really, really great. I think the game's like 16 bucks. Um, oh, yeah, dude. And it's available on, yeah, uh, Meta or Oculus or whatever you have. I don't know what it's called. And I know there's other VR platforms. I'm sure it's available there. Um, and again, it's Blade and Sorcery. It's super fun. Um, I might even try to get you to try it before you leave. Maybe. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And that's where I'm at. That's that's my my one and only thing this week that I want to talk about. So what else do you have, sir? Please, God, tell me it's related to video games. It is. Wonderful. Yeah. I made up a thing. It's a Diablo picnic. What is that? That is where you take a break from playing Diablo and you go see a movie Great. on Juneteenth. Okay. The Does it have to be on Juneteenth? No. Okay. It can be any day. But like a day off, mm -hmm. right? You just wake up and play video games and then you take a break and you mm -hmm. go to the first showing of a movie. What time is it for you? 11. 11. 50? 50. Yeah, yeah, sure. And then you go to your deli of choice and get sub sandwiches. Love it. And some chips and a drink. Sure. And instead of going to a beautiful, serene place in nature, uh -huh. go back to your living room. Sure. And you set up a little picnic on the floor. Do you have a basket? Uh, I didn't have a basket, but the sandwiches came in a nice brown paper bag. Okay. I feel like that's an easy, a a decent basket. Sure. Yeah, decent substitute. Uh, and yeah, you have yourself a little video game picnic. I love that for you. It was great. So did, okay, that's the problem I have with video games is that like you can't quite eat and play at the same time. Like when I get a sandwich, I don't put it down. Yeah. Or like a burger, like it'll just mm -hmm. fall apart. Yeah. So I almost always, or like a burrito even, I don't put burritos down. Yeah. I look like an animal. Um, but I just have to watch something because I can't play. Yeah. So I wonder if you could do VR. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> just, you know. Right. I don't know. Well, I'm great, man. How's that game going? Oh, it's fun. We are level 45 right Are you now? referring to yourself as you and your character in the plural sense? No. Who me you, and Shalina okay, and our great, characters great, okay. are 45. <laughs> we are one. Yeah. We me, are Ermac. Yeah. No, me and my character <laughs> are level 45. Great. Yeah. That's fine. And I won't. 45? Yeah. Great. Yeah, you owe us a recap when the game's done. But oh, I, we've been putting in some work. We shouldn't. Um, I barely left the house this weekend from Friday night yeah. until Monday. Great. I left the house to go get beers and food to take back home and play more at Burgers and Brew on and Sunday. And you saw the movie. And then I saw the movie on Monday. You left your house to do this show. Yep. You're committed. I am. Do you have anything else this week? I'm going to go play some Diablo. All right. Uh, the oh, show. Go. Wait. What? Uh, I'm at, uh, yeah. If you're listening to this on Friday and you are in Chico, okay. I will be out and about at the Chico Brew Fest at the uh, Elks Lodge. Okay. On the 24th. The 20. That's a Saturday, man. Yeah. If you're listening to this on Friday, oh, I'll be out there tomorrow. At the Elks Lodge. Great. If you're listening to this on Friday, I will be at the Commons tonight. Dope. With my drummer, Rob, 
Uh, and I guess that's all I need to say this week because the other thing is next week that you can't go to in a gorilla suit. I know. Which is a bummer. Listen to last week's, last week's episode if you want or the yeah. week before. And then we got the bar hang. Stoked on that. That's done already. Patreon homies. It's happened. Oh. We did have. We have it in two days, but listeners had it yesterday. Yeah. All right. The show wouldn't be what it is without the support of Bailey Minardi, everybody on Patreon. Um, as always, we like to give a, an extra little free shout out to the Handlebars Happy Hour, uh, seven days a week, 2 to 6 p.m. It's a great Great local establishment. They have an awesome beer selection. Um, pretty decent food also. Uh, and the patio just keeps getting better and better as the summer gets warmer and warmer, in a sense. My name is Max Minardi. My name is Johnny Summers. Watch some movies, drink some beers, have a Diablo picnic. We'll see you next week. This is Fresh Hop Cinema.